Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags. Wags, we're 2-0 this week. We're playing New Orleans Saints. This is shaping up to be a huge matchup. Yeah, and we circled it before the season. Uh, certainly, it's fantastic to get off to that 2-0 start, particularly against division rivals. However, I would say it's safe to say that the competition is going to step up a bit this week. And uh, this this is a little bit of a measure stick game. Um, and although it's only one game in the grand scheme of things isn't going to decide much of anything, it's always nice when you get outside the division against a team you know is going to be buying for a deep playoff run right along with the Packers uh, to get an edge just in case at the end of the season there's any tiebreakers for home field advantage. Wags, I mean – I think that these are two teams with significant Super Bowl aspirations. Uh, the, the Saints are, are a pretty stacked team. Uh, if you look up and down their roster, which I did the last couple of days in preparation for this podcast, and the Packers were one game away last season and are off to an incredibly hot start. So, I, I mean, I'm really going to be curious to see uh, various matchups between the offense and the defense here on both sides of the ball. And I think right now, after two weeks, uh, the, the big narrative coming out of New Orleans is surrounding Drew Brees. He's playing into his 40, uh, 41-year-old season here. And, um, you know, there's, there's some murmurs that maybe uh, he, he is um, starting to play his age. Now, I got to tell you, Wags, Drew Brees scares the heck out of me. Uh, he is still deadly as far as I'm concerned, but I'm curious your take as we start to dive in looking at this vaunted New Orleans Saints offense. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons, and it all starts with Drew Brees. Yeah, I looking at this Saints roster, first of all, and then to answer your question momentarily, they remind me a lot. They're built a lot of the same ways the Packers are, you know, when you go position group by position group, uh, a lot of where their difference making players are, are in the same spots the Packers are. So uh, they mirror each other in a lot of ways, certainly uh, different, uh, um, you know, schemes and, and a different coaching staff and probably different levels of experience uh, between the teams at different position groups. Uh, but uh, it's going to be a very compelling matchup from that perspective. Uh, with regard to Drew Brees, I get it. Uh, but I think even in a loss last week against the Raiders, uh, he started to get in a little bit of a rhythm uh, in watching some of that game, uh, just going through uh, some of the um, uh, tape. I I've got to tell you, he can still pick you apart. And the Packers better be uh, prepared to mind their, you know, um, their reads and, and be on top of their uh, P's and Q's, so to say, because if they're not, Drew Brees is perfectly capable uh, of doing some significant damage. Uh, and he's without his top wide receiver. Let's not you know make any bones about it. This New Orleans offense has definitely transitioned over the last three to five years as Drew Brees nears the end of his career. 
It's it's definitely more predicated on the run game. Alvin Kamara uh, can beat you both in the run game and in the short yardage pass game. Um, uh, they're they're uh, got a familiar guy in Jared Cook at the tight end position that you know is not at the peak of his powers anymore either, but can still hurt you. Um, and uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Michael Thomas. He's I think at this point I would say he's probably unlikely to play, but the Packers have to be prepared uh, for him to be out there on the field as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, I, I think it's 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 almost impossible to. Um, to um, you know, overstate how important Michael Thomas is. I mean, he broke the record uh, for most receptions in a season last season. He is uh, an absolute freak, and um, you know, we'll talk about Devontae here shortly. But um, you know, it, this game, I think, when you look at the at the schedule before the season started, you go, these are two of the most premier wide receivers in the game that are going to be playing. And now Michael Thomas is not going to be in. Uh, in week two, Thomas not playing. Traquan Smith really took his role uh, over. He played 88% of the snaps in week two uh, for, for the Saints. And then Emmanuel Sanders, a guy who the Packers I know also had interest in as well, uh, was out there uh, a fair amount as well. Um, but, you know, I think that the Saints can still beat the Packers through the air. Um, so I think it's going to be very, very important for the Packers to stop the run. Um, and that's certainly not the strong point of this Packers defense. And um, I, I think we've got good news this week, Wags. At least today we're recording this on a Thursday. Kenny Clark, back at practice in a limited capacity, was in pads today, which was encouraging to see. Um, but, but to your point, uh, with the running game that the Saints have and, and how they can beat you uh, with their running backs, both through the air and on the ground, it's so, so, so imperative that Kenny Clark is back this week because I think that with Kenny Clark, everybody on the defense gets just a little bit better. Yeah, certainly. And it's, it's interesting when you look at uh, the first couple of weeks, it's hard to really get any trends from a statistical standpoint. I think the Bucks uh, probably have a, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that is, have a pretty solid defense. Um, and they were able to do a really effective job on this Saints offense. And that was with Michael Thomas playing most of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was where some of those whisperings came from after their week one. Uh, albeit in a win, uh, that Saint, Saints offense uh, just didn't really look all that effective. And as Packer fans, we uh, are sure familiar with that. When the offense looks like it's struggling, even when they get a win and the defense plays well, it doesn't seem like uh, fellow Packer fans are too satisfied with how the team looks. Uh, so I think there was a lot of that coming out of week one. The big difference in that game was uh, the uh, Saints were able to dominate in the turnover battle. They got a pick six, uh, and they got they were able to, to get three turnovers, two interceptions, and one forced fumble. Uh, and did not give up the ball themselves. So when you come out ahead three three nothing on the turnover front, that's going to you know really uh, cover up some warts um, uh, from the offensive standpoint. So the question this week for me is: Can the Packers' defense continue to be opportunistic and perhaps um, get the, the Saints to turn the ball over a little bit um, uh, from their perspective? Because uh, Drew Brees is is an awful darn good quarterback. But he, you know, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but he's quite susceptible to throwing some interceptions or fumbling the ball as well. Uh, so talk to us about that, thing. How important do you think it's going to be for the Packers' defense to get turnovers if they're going to have a shot at winning this game? 
Oh, I mean, I think that that very well is the difference between a win and a loss. And uh, I look at Rashawn Gary last week, Legs, and how, um, you know, on that uh, Shannon Sullivan pick six that the Packers had, um, it was Rashawn Gary in the face of Matthew Stafford forcing that poor throw. Rashad Gary last week was just an absolute monster uh, across the across the board. I mean, we saw uh, plays last week too where we saw Zadarius Smith line up inside at middle linebacker uh, and Rashad Gary playing the edge, uh, allowing the Packers just to move these defensive pieces around and be unpredictable, much like the Packers' offense. And uh, I think that this week we're going to need more of that again. Um, I, I'm really going to be curious to see how the Packers um, throw and who they throw at Kamara out of the backfield. I don't think it's going to be one guy. I think there's going to be a fair number of guys. And then from there, and this sounds crazy because we're talking about Drew Brees, one of the best of the generation, but can Drew Brees beat the Packers on the deep ball? And I think that the Packers are going to try to force that. I think especially with Michael Thomas out legs, uh, we really like our chances uh, going with some one-on-one, with some man, with Kevin King, and, and also with, of course, Jair Alexander. I think that our cornerbacks can beat the Saints wide receivers. I really do, um, but but only if we're able to really start to control uh, the running game early on. If Drew Brees is starting to get into those play-action passes and, uh, and Kamara is able to break some open, and listen, Kamara's going to get his. Like, he almost always gets his. Uh, but if the Packers can limit the huge explosive play this, plays this week uh, and make Drew Brees have to start dropping back and throwing the ball 30-plus times, I think the Packers can force some turnovers. I think they can force some fumbles. And while this offensive line uh, of the Saints has a lot of continuity, I think that the Packers' uh, front seven can still force some pressure and some of the creative packages that Coach Pettin has. Um, I actually think that the Packers can bring some pressure and hit Drew Brees a little bit and maybe get a strip sack or here or there. Uh, just do the types of things that this defense likes to do because this defense is 100% at its best when they're done. You know, they're doing this bend but don't break, but then they're taking the ball away from the opposing offense. Yeah, I, I, while I agree with everything you're saying, um, it's easier said than done because Drew Brees arguably is one of the best quarterbacks of all time anyway, but uh, particularly in the short yardage passing game. Um, there's, there's hard, it's hard to find, uh, and think of anyone better at, at the quarterback position than Drew Brees at short yardage passing. He gets rid of that ball so quickly. Uh, and that's, uh, to be honest with you, probably one of the, uh, weaknesses of this Packers defense. So although it's going to be super important that they are uh, able to cover deep and give these uh, defensive guys up front a chance to put some pressure on Breeze, it's going to be pretty tough because he likes to just sit back there, get rid of the ball in the short yards pass game, and let his uh, running backs and receivers uh, get some yards after the catch. He will just carve you up with those short five to ten yard passes. So it's going to be pretty difficult. Um, this, yes, Drew Brees can't hurt you with his feet, uh, but he's never been that guy. And uh, the Saints' offensive line has been uh, very effective in uh, in protecting Drew so far this year. They've only given up one sack, uh, even despite his uh, so-called lack of mobility. Uh, so uh, it's going to be imperative that they find some ways to get creative and uh, put a little bit of pressure up front. Yes, but. Um, they might need to take some chances because I'm looking at this wide receiver group for the Saints. And with Michael Thomas out, I just, 
Yes, they could get beat deep, but I just don't see that deep threat on this roster uh, with Michael Thomas uh, if he's not able to go. So it's sort of like the Lions last week. I think they started to realize that they just didn't have anybody that could beat them deep. Uh, they were able to come up and press a little bit more on the Lions scrimmage, not give them quite as much room to operate underneath. And that's when the Packers defense was able to kind of slow things down for the Lions. Now, this poses a new challenge this week to another level. The Saints offense is, is, uh, is much more dangerous and, and explosive potentially than the Lions is. Uh, but I think, you know, when you look at what they're able to do and what you want to take away, um, I, I think this is a week where you want to take, take some chances and make them beat you deep. And maybe that's what you were trying to say, Dave. Um, because if they give them a little bit of cushion, Drew Brees will just march up and down the field. He doesn't care. We're going back to Wisconsin when they played Purdue. I mean, Drew set the record for most pass attempts in a game. I think he might still hold that. He'll, he'll chuck the ball 60 times if he has to. I don't think he cares too much uh, if he throws the ball downfield. He'll take what the defense will give you. 100% though. I, I think it's, I think it's going to be on the safeties this week and on the DBs because I do think the Packers are going to press these younger wide receivers. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, not young, uh, but new to the team, but the rest of these guys, a little bit younger in age. And I think the Packers really like their matchup, uh, and, and with, uh, with Jair and with Kevin King. And by the way, Kevin King played a heck of a game last week against the Lions. Uh, if you don't hear Kevin King's name for a game, that's a good thing, generally. I mean, that means he's playing really well, and I thought that he did so last week. So uh, I, I'm in 100% agreement with you, Wags. I think if we're stopping the run and we're making Drew Brees have to throw that ball and try to look for some of those deep routes, uh, that's going to be hard on him because I think that's where the Packers are going to force some turnovers. Uh, now, uh, we didn't mention Taysom Hill as well. Uh, former Packer camp quarterback. I got to mention him because he's kind of that gadget player that the Saints like. And that's the kind of guy that always uh, makes the hair on the back of my neck kind of stand up because, uh, you know, all of a sudden the Packers defense is humming along and maybe we're, we, we get a, a couple three and outs or what have you with the Saints, which I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a fight. Uh, on on uh, on Sunday night, but then at any time somebody like a Taysom Hill can come out and just make a huge play happen, and he has a history of doing that against a lot of really good defenses in this league. That's a really good point, and I think if I'm the Saints, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get out there and run the ball a little bit, try to try to you know keep the Packers honest along the edge. Uh, if they can spread the Packers' defense out as much as possible, uh, that's going to be to their advantage. Uh, so whether he's out there as a wide receiver and kind of a decoy, uh, or if they kind of put him in motion and do some end of rounds, um, or if he takes snap uh, from shotgun or under center as quarterback, um, I, I think if there's a chance that we see a few extra snaps with Taysom Hill on the field this week uh, because uh, – coming off a loss, if there's a, there's a decent chance here, especially with Michael Thomas out, uh, that Sean Payton and his offensive coaching staff uh, looks at this and says, Packers might have a little bit of an advantage in the speed department on, along that uh, defensive line. Um, and uh, they've got a very talented DB group in their own right. And I'm talking as if I'm the Saints coaching staff right now. Uh, so we might we need to do a, a couple of extra wrinkles here. Uh, to see if we can get them out of position and, um, you know, take advantage 
uh, of that aggressiveness a little bit. So uh, this is going to pose all kinds of interesting challenges, no doubt about it. <laughs> I'm going back yeah. to um, the Saints run game. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I, I mean, he he's gotten off to a little bit of a slow start in terms of the yardage he's gotten on the ground this year. Now, he, he got it going a little bit in a loss last week. Uh, but um, truth be told, he really does most of his damage as a receiver out of the backfield. And, and yeah. he could hurt you on the ground, no doubt about that. Uh, but do you think there's a chance that uh, the Saints also, in addition to that wrinkle you mentioned with Taysom Hill, uh, might try to get um, a little bit more involvement um, from backup running back um, Latavius Murray, and maybe he's on the field at the same time as Alvin Kamara a little bit more this week. Uh, Wags, I think Latavius Murray's a criminally underrated running back uh, in the league. I think he's he's a heck of a back. Uh, if folks remember him, he used to play for the Minnesota Vikings and, and had played some good football up there in Minnesota. So so a lot of Packer fans are, are used to him. But um, last season, Wags, he when when uh, Alvin Kamara was out, Latavius had some serious runs. And already this season, he's got 62 yards rushing in a couple games. Not a lot of touches. I mean, uh, I just I think that he's kind of more between the tackle type runner. And uh, that's really where my concern comes in. Is, is, and to your point, it's a really uh, uh, a good um, observation. Our offense and, and the Saints' offense, well, different. Uh, I think that the structure of the roster is similar. And uh, they've got a couple running backs. We've got a few running backs that are talented. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to feed Latavius Murray early just to see uh, what what they can get on the ground. Because if they can run the ball 30 times a game or 25 times a game, then why put it in the air? Uh, they're going to be testing Kenny Clark. There's no doubt about that. If Kenny Clark is able to go, if he's unable to go, we're going to see a huge dose of Lancaster and Kiki and Dean Lowry. Dean Lowry hasn't had the strongest start to the season, in my opinion. So uh, if I see that, I'm confident that their uh, their coaching staff sees that. So, Wag, uh, great point. Latavius Murray, man, uh, he makes me nervous, too. I think Kamara gets a lot of love, but Murray can run the rock. And uh, he's a strong runner between the tackles. He's not an arm tackle kind of guy. You really got to bring him down. Right. So I think that pretty much covers the Saints offense. Um, and is there anything from the Packers defensively that you think they might do to adjust or um, perhaps add another wrinkle or another layer uh, to what they're trying to do after those first two weeks as they get uh, ready to go into this matchup? You know, I, I think um, I, I'm curious if, if you what you think here too. I, I think that um, Pettin's just still continuing to open up the uh, the bag of tricks a little bit here, but I, I do expect um, them to get creative, especially if they think that the Saints uh, maybe can't beat them with their wide receivers on the defensive backs here. So if they see the mismatches being the running backs and maybe the tight end position for the Saints offensively, um, that allows the Packers DBs to maybe press a little bit, be closer to the line of scrimmage. That also allows the, the Packers DBs to maybe stunt a little bit more in just to cause a little bit more artificial pressure. Uh, if we're rushing three or four or five guys, if we're starting to bring guys from other spots around the field because our corners are able to, cheat up or our safeties are able to cheat up a little bit more. Um, I just think that that's a real nice opportunity because, you know, a little further uh, ground to cover, or excuse me, less ground to cover for these defensive backs if they're up near the line of scrimmage. Um, I mean, I think the Saints offense, Wags, is a top five to 
seven offense in the NFC, uh, you know, top five probably if you look at the at the teams uh, when everybody's healthy. So um, to to beat top teams offensively, you need to have a big defensive performance. But to your point earlier, you also need to force turnovers and make the quarterback uncomfortable. And I think that's what Coach Patton's setting out to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that we might see a little bit more of um, is some extra DBs out on the field. Um, so, we, you know, we saw um, Raven Green got his first action last week. I think that continues. So I think both Raven Green and Will Redman will continue to get snaps. And even Vernon Scott was out there later in the game. Uh, so granted, in, in garbage time. but um, And then certainly uh, Jair and Kevin King and Shannon Sullivan, uh, Josh Jackson got a handful of snaps. So I think they're going to mix some additional DBs out there to just really be able to uh, cover as much ground as they can, uh, because that's that's where the Saints can potentially expose you a little bit is they're going to try to spread you out and um, and Drew can do what he does uh, and now um, they've got those talented running backs we mentioned if they can get some additional scenes so uh, that's what I would probably say and I know that sounds a little unsexy uh, a little safe uh, but uh, the reality is they just need to be able to make adjustments uh, to put themselves in the best position to, to try to slow down this Saints offense just enough uh, to be able to do what they can. Um, getting turnovers would be huge. I, I, I don't think we can count on that week to week, uh, but uh, if they're able to uh, uh, tilt the field a little bit uh, by getting some takeaways, that's going to be something that would be uh, any week uh, that's going to make a big difference. Uh, but um, the, the, that's uh, this week in particular uh, could give the Packers defense uh, a, a big time um, advantage in terms of maybe not stopping this Saints offense entirely, uh, but being able to slow them down just enough uh, that we could uh, potentially put up enough points to pull out with a, a win here. So, Dane, let's jump over to the Packers offense and the Saints on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think when you look at the Saints defense, to me, uh, you've got to look at kind of similarly to the Packers. It's their uh, defensive uh, pass rushers. They've got two really good ones. And then they've got a very talented uh, secondary group, uh, similar to the Packers. Probably, uh, I would say the Saints, it hurts me to say it, but they might even have the edge uh, just because of the experience level that they've got. Uh, in that secondary group uh, with their talent. So uh, let's walk through these. What what do you see in particular uh, as the guys that uh, could pose to the Packers offense some challenges uh, coming into this week, and what are they going to have to do to respond to that? Yeah, so, Wag, uh, he was uh, – limited participant in practice this week. Uh, he wasn't able to go last week. I think he's going to be able to play for them uh, this week. Uh, both Book and Cameron Jordan, my goodness, uh, those guys can create a pass rush in a hurry. Um, so so those guys are definitely guys to be paying attention to. I think Demario Davis is a heck of a linebacker. Those defensive backs, you're absolutely right. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins and Janora, those two guys, at the safety place all over a very very talented defense I think here in New Orleans they play pretty well together overall um, and, and a lot of time and I know last week um, 
they didn't play – they're a base 4-3 defense, but they just don't play an awful lot of it. In fact, last week, I don't believe they used their base defense once on Monday Night Football. They're doing a lot of these sub-packages. And um, and Caden Ellis, who's their strong side linebacker, he didn't even play a snap on defense last week. So they played more nickel. Uh, uh, and, and doing so, they had C.J. Gardner-Johnson in there playing an awful lot. And then P.J. Williams – would get there mixed in there as well on the defensive back. So um, much to to your point of how the Packers might be playing more defensive backs this week, I wouldn't be shocked if the Saints did the same. Uh, I know the Packers have been running the ball an awful lot, but maybe them playing, uh, seeing how it goes, but maybe playing a little bit of that nickel because the Packers will be able to beat teams in the air. But I think a lot of that is predicated on if our guy, uh, Devontae Adams plays or not. And I'm going to let you take it on Devontae here, but Devontae Adams, late last week, hamstring injury, uh, did not practice, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know that it's looking too good at this point. Now, granted, he's a guy that probably doesn't really need much practice to be able to go. Uh, Devontae can go out there and play without a lot of practice. It's not ideal. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on, on the practice report. And, and I think it's it's one of those things that at first was encouraging uh, when Coach LaFleur in his Monday press conference uh, said that Devontae wanted to go back in there, and he said, well, we're just going to keep you out because we're ahead. So you're kind of thinking, oh, well, he should be back and ready to go this week. Uh, so I don't know. It's hard to get a read on this. If perhaps they're just trying to give him a, a couple of extra days of rest just to be on the very, very cautious side, knowing that there's a pretty good chance he plays or uh, if uh, perhaps it was a, maybe a little bit more significant than it, it seemed. Uh, but it's, it's hard. To, I, so I, I don't know. Uh, I will say this. Mm-hmm. If Devontae is not able to go, this Saints defensive uh, back group is talented enough to, I, I think, unfortunately, really lock down the rest of our receivers. So I'm, pretty concerned um I, you're not going to say that about every uh, opponent that we match up against if we were going against that vikings or lions secondary without Devonte, i think we'd be fine but this saints secondary is is talented enough to really give us a lot of problems if Devonte is not able to go so uh that's uh that's a pretty big impact potentially to this game and what this Packers offense is going to be able to do. Now, that being said, with Malcolm Brown not practicing today, if he's not able to go, mm-hmm. uh, I think the Packers really need to uh, really have a game plan that's going to be predicated on keeping this run game going and building off of what they did last week. Uh, the Saints defense has a lot of speed, so these guys can come up and stop the run. But they're going to have to honor that play action and the way that Aaron Rodgers has looked the first couple of weeks. So uh, the Packers offense can do a lot of damage in their own right uh, as long as they can keep running the ball effectively. Uh, if the Saints are able to sell out against the run and slow us down on that side even one bit, uh, if Devontae's out, this could be a tough, tough week for this Packers offense. Wags, it's so funny. I think uh, before the season started, it was Michael Thomas versus Devontae Adams. I think it might be Kamara versus Aaron Jones. <laughs> um, you know, two top-tier running backs. Aaron Jones, I think, going into the season, Packers drafted A.J. Dillon. Uh, it's a crowded backfield, yada, yada, yada. All Aaron Jones has done is look like one of the premier running backs in the league 
through uh, two weeks once again. I mean, he, he's been just absolutely electric uh, these first two weeks for the Packers. I, I read somewhere uh, he has 27 touchdowns in his last 20 games. Uh, it's crazy uh, what he's doing right now in this Matt LaFleur offense. Um, I agree with you. I think Aaron Jones is going to get a heavy dose, but I think the Packers are going to mix in. Uh, Jamal Williams, who I thought played one of the best games he's played as a Packer last week. I loved what he did. I love how Coach LaFleur is using Jamal Williams. He looks twitchier legs this year. Like, he looks like he's a little bit more agile than he has in past seasons as well. Still picking up pass blocks well. Um, but then A.J. Dillon as well. I expect them to continue to mix him in, give him a series here or there. And um, this is where it gets interesting, because to your point, Malcolm Brown, Nose tackle for the Saints did not uh, did not practice here this week. If the Packers can start to move the ball a little bit against the Saints defense, and if we can run it, I think that they have a nice linebacking core. But I think what the Saints do really well is pass rush. I don't know if they're as good at stopping the run, especially against a premier rushing team like I think the Packers are becoming offensively. So I look for the Packers to start early and often in the run game, really try to pound the rock and take some pressure off Aaron Rodgers. And, and really just try to control the line of scrimmage and control the clock on offense. Yeah, uh, they did a pretty solid job against Josh Jacobs last week, uh, certainly the Raiders, and he's a very, very talented running back. I, I think, you know, yeah, he got almost 100 yards. He has 88 yards rushing, uh, but on almost 30 carries. So um, it, it's, it's one of those things where uh, we'll have to see. I think it, it depends on whether Brown is able to go uh, because he's a key cog to that run defense. Um, one other thing to, to really think about, as you said, they get after the quarterback. Even without Marcus Davenport in those first two games, uh, this Saints uh, defense is able to generate six sacks. So um, mm-hmm. they they get after the quarterback. They'll dial up some different pressures um, and some different packages. Uh, one thing that's interesting thing about that is they've only gotten pressures on 22% of their snaps. Um, so not to get overly analytical, but that's not a lot of pressures for the number of sacks that they've gotten so far. Um, so uh, this Packers offensive line, knock on wood, um, looks like we've got uh, potentially Billy Turner getting a little bit healthier. He's been a full participant in practice the last few days. Um, and uh, uh, Corey Lindsley was on the uh, injured report, but good news is he's been a full participant. Uh, so we've had to shuffle some guys around up front this first two weeks. They've done a remarkable job. The good mm-hmm. news is that I think we've got, uh, with Billy Turner, appearing like he could be ready to go this week. Um, we might be as healthy as we've been. I get we lost Lane Taylor for the season, but in terms of who we have now, uh, this could be the healthiest we've been uh, uh, for this young season. And uh, that's going to be, I think, a big key because um, the Saints have enough guys to get after Aaron that if they can knock him off his rhythm a little bit, I think that's where Aaron's not going to turn the ball over a whole lot, but he can get a little bit frustrated at times when he's not able to get in the rhythm. So uh, I think that's what the Saints are going to want to try to do is is uh, uh, slow this run game for the Packers down a little bit uh, and, and make Aaron uh, – try to beat them underneath because uh, Aaron sometimes loses a little bit of patience with that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, certainly that's going to be something that he's going to have to uh, do effectively this week is take what this Saints defense will give them. Uh, because if Devontae's out, uh, that's going to be the uh, uh, the best way to be able to open things up as the game goes along. 
Wags, um, Rick Wagner, I thought, played great for the Packers in week two at the offensive tackle position. Uh, Billy Turner's getting healthy. Uh, I've really liked, uh, honestly, I've really liked what John Runyon uh, Jr. has been able to do in the limited action he's played. Uh, Lucas Patrick has played really nice football. Corey Lindsley, our center, it sounds like he uh, he broke a finger, uh, but he's a full participant in practice. Uh, unfortunately, it's his snapping hand, uh, but it sounds like he's going to be good to go for Sunday. So, I mean, I look at this, we're sitting here, and I just named a lot of guys, and, I mean, I'm curious, who do you think are the starting five this week on the Packers' offensive line? Because if Billy Turner is getting better uh, and more healthy, Rick Wagner played very well last week. I mean, the Packers, and this is not a bad problem to have by any means, but the Packers have shown that they have a lot of competent run blockers. And through two weeks, Aaron Rodgers has barely been on the dirt either. So they played really well in these first two weeks. Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. My gut tells me that they put Billy Turner uh, back at right guard and give Rick Wagner the starter tackle. Um, it'll be interesting to see them because now you've got Lucas Patrick is able to uh, be the guy that's ready to come in at any of those interior positions. Let's say Corey Lindsley for some reason aggravate something. Um, you could just put, put Lucas Patrick in at center. Um, or if for some reason Billy Turner aggravates something, um, now he can go right right in at guard. Uh, so I think that gives max flexibility. And to be honest with you, I love Lucas Patrick, uh, but if Billy Turner is not, not starting ahead of, of, of Lucas Patrick, I, I start to question um, what what exactly we're getting from, from him. And, I mean, he, he had a, a solid year last year. He hasn't been able to play yet this year, obviously, with the injuries. Um, so I'm not trying to overthink things, but that would be my gut feeling. Um, why shuffle things around and put Billy Turner out at tackle when you you got that performance that, that you mentioned from Wick Wagner last week? I think they could put Billy out there if Rick is for some reason goes down. Now you can slide him or Elton Jenkins out there. So um, you want to avoid these musical chairs, but I'm just thinking about um, if one of these guys gets hurt, uh, what what's going to do the least to, you know, have a significant impact in terms of that musical chairs are shuffling around. Um, so I, I tend to think it's going to be Billy Turner back at right guard this week. Wait, how funny is it that uh, after all of the talk and all the, the moving around, uh, we're basically back to where we thought we were going to be when the Packers signed Rick Wagner. <laughs> it, it is how that works, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah uh, certainly you wouldn't have, you didn't want to see that injury to Lane Taylor, but, uh, as the reason for it. But, um, you know, you can't complain about the way that this offensive line has played despite no. uh, all of the, you know, moving around that they've had to do. So kudos to these guys. But I think this will allow them to settle in a little bit, hopefully gain some continuity um, and just continue to get better and better, uh, provided they're able to, to stay healthy with that group. Wags, are there any mismatches uh, that you see the Packers offense trying to exploit uh, from the Saints defense? Again, I mean, a pretty darn good Saints defense. But uh, do you, as you look uh, up and down the Saints roster, and, and of course, you know, the Packers offense like the back of your hand, um, where do you think that the Packers could maybe find an opportunity uh, to exploit the Saints defense? Yeah, I think you named it. I, uh, Demario Davis is a solid linebacker, but I think the other guys they have there are a little inexperienced. Um, they might have a little bit of talent, but 
honestly, I think, you know, that second level is where you're going to try to exploit them a little bit, um, particularly if uh, that defensive line is pretty healthy and they're able to even slow down uh, the Packers' run game at all. Uh, the problem is, is that the way the tight end group played last week uh, with some of the drops they have, it's not the most trustworthy. So I don't know how much you can game plan around that. Uh, I, I do think that Alan Lazard is someone that they're going to try to run across the middle as much as possible in that underneath pass game. Um, so he's someone that I think could get a, a few more targets this week and be a little bit more heavily involved. And I'm not, you know, certainly counting out any of those tight ends, but because um, I think they're going to need to contribute this week, uh, to be honest with you, because uh, that's where the, the Saints' uh, uh, defense is, is probably the weakest. Uh, and so can can uh, they get, uh, you know, Mercedes Lewis isn't going to get 10 targets this week. No doubt about that. Um, and Josiah DeGuara didn't practice. So I don't know if he's going to be able to go. Uh, so now you're looking at uh, big Bob Tunyon. He got the touchdown last week, but also had a drop. Um, and then Jay Sternberger, who hasn't had a lot of snaps and had a, a very costly drop uh, last week. And, and so it's going to be, Interesting to see how much the Packers offense uh, is game plan to get these guys involved. Uh, but I think they're going to have to put some trust in them and, and give them some opportunities to make make uh, an impact and, and to make some contributions. I, I totally agree with you. I think it's trying to make the Saints linebacking core go side to side. If they're not going, uh, you know, if they're not going full steam ahead, I think that's where we can exploit them. Uh, but I agree. I mean, I this tight end group's got to get better catching the ball, and they got to get better catching the ball quick. And my fear here is that Rogers starts to look other ways to guys that'll actually catch the ball for him, right? So you, you uh, know I'm curious to see what happens there. I'm sorry to interrupt. You know, it'd be really interesting. No, go ahead. Uh, your boy Tyler Irvin hasn't caught a pass yet this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, they had him out mm. in the slot and kind of put him in the receiver position a lot in camp. Uh, could this be the week where he gets involved as a receiver um, and maybe a few extra, you know, carries in the run game, too, to try to stretch those guys on the edge? Um, so that could be a, a, another kind of X-factor guy to be looking for. He didn't. Wait, get... are, you, are you saying that I, I called – Tyler Irvin's X Factor one week too early. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> you didn't say it, but I'm saying it for you. He got a lot of snaps, but not a lot of, uh, you know, carries or, or targets at all last week. I think he was out there an awful lot. Um, and he's someone that the Saints might have to be quietly looking at. I think they might be setting him up to potentially get more involved this week. I love it. I love it. Um, what are we missing here, Wags? I mean, I, I think that uh, I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup this week. I really do. And I think uh, uh, week three certainly is not uh, the end all be all. The sky won't be falling if the if we don't come out on top. And uh, if we win, while well, we'd be three and zero, there's an awful lot of season left. So um, you know, I think that uh, fans need to manage their expectations either way. With this, but I mean, at the end of the day, Wags, we are going to watch two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time play each other for what could be the last time or maybe the first time this season, <laughs> because we could also see this team down the road. So uh, I'm really excited to watch this matchup. I just think it's going to be really fun football on Sunday night football. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think if most Packers 
fans are being honest. Before the season, you probably would have chalked this game up as a loss on paper. You're traveling down to New Orleans on a Sunday night. Um, but, uh, you know, no crowd. Uh, so we'll yeah. see what happens. New Orleans is on a short week. Uh, I would say it's hard to say exactly, but right now, um, would you guess that Devontae has a better chance of playing than Michael Thomas does? If, if that's the case, I think the Packers might actually have a little bit more of an edge in this game. Uh, it, that doesn't mean that, you know, they, this is going to be a cakewalk by any means, um, because it won't be. Uh, but um, if Devontae's out, uh, I, I, that's mm-hmm. tough. I, I've, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I'm never going to count the Packers out, but boy, I, I think that makes makes this a, a heck of a challenge for the Packers. Um, and it's going to be a huge team victory if they're able to come out with a win if Devontae's unable to go. Um, but uh, if they've got Devontae and Kenny Clark is able to, to go this week, um, that would be, I think, a, a pretty big advantage from the injury standpoint uh, when you look at this uh, uh, matchup on paper. And Wags, I mean, if Devontae is indeed out, we're pretty darn thin at wide receiver on the active roster at that point, too. I mean, we're talking we're talking uh, some kind of call-up, I think, from the 16-man practice squad, right? I mean, I think that then we're looking at somebody like a Reggie Bengleton or a, a Robert Foster, who is relatively new to this offense. Uh, we got him from Buffalo, uh, or, or a Darius Shepard, or heck, even maybe a couple of those guys, because the Packers have a couple active roster spots right now uh, that are open, and, um, you know, putting St. Brown on the IR. Um, right now, Legs, if, if you look at the roster, if Adams isn't able to go, I mean, we're talking about Lazard. Uh, we're talking about Malik Taylor. We're talking about uh, MVS. And then, what, maybe Tyler Irvin playing those spots. So it, it goes, uh, the roster gets thin real quick. And I think the Packers are going to have to make some movement there if Adams is unable to go. Yeah, uh, that's suffice it to say. Uh, without Devante, um, that's a that's a significant advantage to the Saints uh, secondary over the that, that that Packers wide receiver group you mentioned. No disrespect to any of those guys, uh, but that that's going to be tough sledding uh, if that's the case. So um, so we will see what happens. I'll remain optimistic that Devante uh, is indeed uh, just uh, being uh, cautious with that uh, you know um, soft tissue injury. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But um, I think Dane, it's time to get into it. Let's let's talk X factors. Um, I kind of called my shot already. I, I named uh, Tyler Irvin as an offensive X factor. <laughs> so I don't know if you've got any X factors on either the offensive or defensive side of the ball that you're looking at this week. Yeah, so I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball. And, um, Wags, I think it really um, – we talked about it. I think it comes down, though, to um, actually, believe it or not, the safety play. I think that um, being able to, to cover up, because I think our corners are going to take uh, some risks this week. I think that there's going to be some man, man-to-man play. I think that we're going to see our, our uh, corners, uh, you know, coming off the edge sometimes. We're just going to be doing a lot of different things. I also think the safeties could be doing an awful lot of work. And, uh, Wags, I think this is the week that Savage takes a leap in his second season. Um, I think that uh, we're going to see him play around the field a little bit, and I'd like to see him really mix himself in even more. I think Rashad Gary is really uh, 
risen in year two, and this is going to be Savage's opportunity on national TV to really make his mark and maybe get a turnover, just be around the football a little bit and be athletic and, uh, and you know, also be maybe potentially a guy who's tracking Kamara out of the backfield a little bit, playing on Cook, doing all those different things. I, I'm curious to see what Savage can do, but I'm really high on him this week. I think the Packers are going to lean on him to do some work. I think he's going to um, follow uh, what the defense needs him to do. I think he's going to have a really nice day for Green Bay. Okay, and um, I'm not sure he qualifies as an X factor, but I'm throwing Kenny Clark out there. I think uh, uh, Drew Brees, not the tallest guy. Uh, so if Kenny Clark can get some push up the middle, Drew likes to stand in the pocket. You know, he can move around in the pocket very effectively. Uh, you know, he's not going to move around in terms of running um, and scrambling, but he can move around pretty effectively. That said, if if they're concerned about what, the Smiths and what Sean Gary can do and what they've been able to do, they should be concerned about those guys. Uh, perhaps Kenny Clark uh, can be disruptive up the middle and uh, cause some problems for Drew Brees, get the, get his hand on some balls, bat him down, but also, uh, you know, make him have to throw off his feet, uh, move him back in the pocket, move him around. I think Kenny Clark is a real key uh, to being able to be disruptive to what Drew Brees wants to do this week. Wonderful, and I, I hope he can be. I sure hope he's out there, Wags. Um, I'm going to go. I'll go on the offense now. Um, so, so we each go one offense and defense. I'm going to go with a guy I mentioned earlier, Jamal Williams, a different running back out of the backfield. I thought he did so last week. I think he'll do so again. Just have a really fine game for the Packers. Um, Aaron Jones has done a really nice job uh, of making these big plays, but I think Jamal Williams is going to continue to do some of the dirty work. He's going to be a heck of a pass blocker when needed. I also think, Wags, we might see one of those patented Jamal Williams touchdown catches this week. I think that uh, Jamal out of the backfield is going to be a sneaky play for Aaron Rodgers and company. He's going to be a, a check down target for, for Rodgers. And I think that with the matchups that they have, Aaron Jones is going to be burning these linebackers a little bit. And then Jamal Williams is going to slip out of the backfield, make a catch or two, be able to run some guys over. I love his physical play against a physical defense, match power with power. Jamal Williams, my other X factor. I love that. And I think, you know, it, it last year we saw that a lot, didn't we? Where Aaron Jones had huge weeks, and then he, you know, he still was still effective. But then it would be sort of a, a Jamal Williams game in terms of maybe getting a touchdown. And uh, he's looked really good. Really good. He really yeah. has. So I, I really like that call as well. So prediction time, uh, score prediction time, Dean. Do you want to go first this week, or otherwise I'm ready to go. Whatever you'd like to do. Go, you go. You go, Eggs. Yeah, Dane. So you know I'm never going to uh, pick against this Packers uh, team, <laughs> but I'm nervous about this one. So um, I'm hearkening back to a few years ago when the Packers played the Saints in the opener, and it was kind of a back-and-forth uh, shootout, and I think it's going to be similar this week. Uh, granted, we might have a few key injuries for both teams on the offensive side of the ball. That could potentially uh, slow them down, but I, I just don't see any reason why uh, either of these offenses uh, you would predict uh, them not to be able to move the ball and put up some points this week. Um, so uh, I think it's going to be a close one, uh, but it's going to come down to who has the ball last. And I'm going to say Mason Crosby ices it with a 39-yard field goal uh, late in this one, uh, and the Packers do just enough to hang on. 
uh, and pull out the win, 34 to 31. <laughs> oh, you're, you're getting my blood pressure up for Wags. You just explaining that gets me uh, amped up. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's funny. We, we, you and I did not talk about the scores prior to this, uh, to this podcast. Uh, we're, we're just a little off from each other, but I'm in the 30s as well for all the reasons you explained. Um, I have it being incredibly close as well. Um, and I have it so close, in fact, that I have the Saints losing it on four downs late in the game. I have it 37-35 Green Bay Packers go down to New Orleans, beat the Saints. Drew Brees has an opportunity late. Our boy Rashawn Gary keeps making plays, gets in his face, forces an incomplete pass on fourth down. Packers win, go to 3-0. and I love it. You know what? If the Packers can pull out a victory this week, um, boy, it's going to be hard for us Packer fans not to be uh, pretty darn giddy here. We might we – might, we might get big heads. I, I, I hope that doesn't affect the team at all if they get a win because then then we're really in danger of letdown city. But um either way, uh this is this should be a exciting game and I'm really looking forward to it. So uh Dane, I think that just about says it all. Um anything to plug here before we close this one out? Wags, uh, other than uh, get, if you live, folks live in apartment buildings, get them earplugs because we're going to all be screaming at about 1045 on Sunday night uh, when the Packers win this game. Uh, I think that we should go to Instagram, follow us on Instagram, Lombardi's Legends, Twitter, uh, Facebook as well. Also, we've got the Cheesehead Sound Off hotline where folks, you all can call, leave a message, leave a rant. Uh, if we like what we hear, we'll play it here on the podcast, 608-285-2128. Again, 608-285-2128. You can also find that number on all of our social media. Absolutely. And join us on Instagram Live. I don't know uh, if you're going to be all up Sunday night after the game or if Dane and I are going to be up for, for doing a Insta Live that late. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll definitely uh, let you all know if we're going to make it uh, live. I, I I think the outcome of the game could have something to do with that. <laughs> Wags, something tells me if we win that football game, we're jumping on Insta Live. <laughs> yeah, so join us uh, definitely if you want to celebrate. If we're if we do uh, pull out a win and we're in a celebratory mood and we we want to talk about that uh, instantly right afterward, uh, that's uh, another channel that we're. Uh, definitely taking full advantage of. We've really loved to, to interact with all of you that have been able to join us on that. So uh, thanks so much, folks, for following along. And say it with us. Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!